With the COVID-19 pandemic affecting Clarksville, Charlie and Katie chat with local experts on topics ranging from small business help, unemployment, and the role of charities during these trying times. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a unique podcast with Charlie and I on Clarksville's Conversation. But there's a lot of valuable information that we're needing to get out to people, but obviously we're practicing social distancing just like everybody else. And um, today, um, the Chamber of Commerce, the Clarksville Chamber of Commerce, has put together a panel of some community leaders who are going to help us, you know, kind of work through some of the concerns for nonprofits, for small businesses, unemployment, some of the things that everybody's a little worried about today. So I'm Katie Gamble, and this is Charlie Coon, and this is a unique episode of Clarksville's Conversation, hosted by the Clarksville Chamber of Commerce. So Charlie, you want to introduce our guest for us? I do, I do. So uh, first of all, I want to thank thank everybody for being here. Uh, we're going to start with Lauren F. Lauren F. Peters, the director of Tennessee Small Business Development at um, Austin P. State University. Good morning, Lauren F. Good morning. Hello, Lauren. How are you? Hello. Good. I am excited to be on this call with you as we provide, as Katie mentioned, some great valuable information to um, businesses and individuals in our community. The Small Business Development Center was started over 20 years ago to provide needed support to businesses in the community. A lot of times I get asked, what exactly can you do for businesses? Well, every business is unique. So whatever that business needs, we are here to provide support to them. So that's what we do. Well, there's a lot of questions right now. So that's, you know, I'm sure that there'll be, there'll be a lot of value in what you have to say today. Next, we'll go to Miss Valerie Guzman. Good morning, Valerie, from the United Way of Clarksville. Hey, Valerie. Thank you. Hi. Good morning, everyone. I'm super excited to be invited here. Um, my name is Valerie Guzman, as I was already said. I am the CEO of the local United Way here in Clarksville, Tennessee. And one of the things <laughs> that we do is make sure that we have a pulse of what our community needs. And we collab together with other nonprofits and make sure that we're getting the job done. As you look out in our community, even as we speak today, we've collabed to make sure that our homeless are getting food and showers like they need. We had a big shower because we realized we closed a lot of things and we're able to now make that resource available to them. And we also put out porta potties as the county did that to make sure that they have um, resources and, and the, the dignities to, to use the bathroom Um, um for, for short and skinny, but as a, as a nonprofit community, we did that together and made sure that we are making those things happen. So that's what we do at the United Way. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you. You're welcome. Last but not least, we have the infamous Mr. John Watts <laughs> from Workforce Essentials. Good morning, John. Uh, good morning, Charlie, and thank you very much for hosting us along with the Chamber. We are in some uncharted territory uh, in some trying times in our community here. I'm part of the uh, North Middle Tennessee Workforce Board that runs and has the overall responsibility for the American Job Center system. We work with employers to find the right employees and employees to find the right employers to give them the career ladders that they need uh, for employment and in these trying times uh, as folks are trying to keep their distance like we are uh, here in this, in this podcast and uh, making sure that they have what they need from the government, from specifically the department of labor. And we'll be going over a few of those during this, during this uh, 
during this uh, talk today. And uh, again, I appreciate you all uh, hosting this for this community under this time. Well, thank you to the Chamber well, thank, of Commerce. Thank you to the Clarksville Chamber of Commerce for putting this together. I think they saw ahead that there would be um, some questions that needed to be answered. So they actually went on their social media and let businesses ask some questions. So do you want me to just yeah. jump right on into those and we can kind of discuss some of them? So um, the first two questions are very similar. I'm going to read on both, and I think that Valerie can – I'm sorry, I think Lorneth can answer on both because um, they have to do with small business loans. The first one is – and it's a long one, but it's a very well-written question. In researching options available, the SBA loan option surfaced. We had hopes of being able to refinance our building loan at a lower interest rate for an extended time, which would assist us in getting through this time. However, in pulling documentation from the SBA concerning coronavirus loans, it states those loans are only available to business owners that are unable to secure credit from a lending institution. We are not in that position. Hopefully, we will not be, by that time, beginning a loan process with the SBA, which takes several months. It would possibly be too late. Do you know of any other relief options for business owners in our community? So that was one question about SBA loans, and here was the other. Small business owner, owners who are eligible for assistance, how it works, how and when to apply, along with distinctions between a grant and a loan. So can you address those for us, Lorneth, those two questions? Did we get... Yes, I can. If it came to turn my screen um, it did. Yeah. Okay. Are we back? Yeah, if it's okay with you, I will share my screen and I will break down exactly um, the different loan programs and those will answer the questions we just received. Perfect. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right, please let me know if you can see. We, I can I see, see the, yeah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> you see? All right. Perfect. Great. So, um, I know there's a lot of talk about the different loan programs that are available, so I will just briefly provide an overview of each, but that overview should answer many of the questions. Let's start with the economic disaster loans. Skip the screen side. The economic disaster loans, which is called the EIDL loan. Currently, it's open. Um, a lot of individuals have already applied. The thing about um, this EIDL loan, the application process has already changed three different times. Um, so if you apply for it about two weeks ago, it looked totally different than it looked, say, today if you apply. Um, but if you, if you apply and you are um, approved, you can receive up to $2 million. Um, a lot of times, SBA will require you to provide your cash flow statement, liabilities, all the other things that will go into the decision of determining exactly how much money is needed for that. Um, you can get a deferment up to 12 months, and if you are approved for 25000 or less, collateral is not needed. So that's an overview of that one. The second one, um, it's a newer <laughs> loan that was kind of rolled out by SBA, and that's the disaster loan advance. If you're interested in receiving $10,000 while you're waiting your idle loan, then that's an option. This morning, an email was sent out to everyone who applied for the idle loan, and this information was provided to them by SBA. You can receive up to $10,000 while you're waiting for your idle loan to actually be approved. 
I'm going to the next screen here. And now these two are not only through SBA, but with SBA and your bank and the lender. And these are newer programs. Just know your banks are learning all about them. They actually went into effect yesterday. <clears throat> so show your bank's grace as we all try to navigate these new programs that were implemented. This is the SBA Express Bridge Loan. If you already have a relationship with your bank, a relationship meaning if you bank there, if you've received a loan in the past, if you have a line of credit through that bank, you can be eligible for up to 25000 of an advanced loan from your bank. Mm -hmm. Please check with your bank to find out more <coughs> about that. Um, two key things we need to remember, you will need to have a FICO score of about 130 to even be considered for this um, bridge loan. And also the term is up to seven years, no more than seven years. Last but not least, something that we've all heard about, the Paycheck Protection Plan, which is, I must admit, I think is the best out of all the plans that we have available. And it's specifically to keep employees employed by your company. Um, this particular loan will provide payroll. You can get this particular loan for payroll, for mortgage interest, for rent, and for utilities. Sole proprietors, independent contractors, um, and what we call gig economy, economy workers are also eligible for this particular loan. This is the loan also where a lot of people are finding out more about grants that are available for nonprofits. Um, they're still trying to roll out more information on this particular loan. But in the meantime, I can tell you, if you are able to keep your workforce, about 25% of your workforce throughout the entire time of this pandemic, you will be able to receive um, a grant for that. You will not have to repay the loan. We know that much at this point. Everything else we're learning more about as we go, but currently if you're able to keep your employees, most of your employees, you will be eligible for um, loan forgiveness. <clears throat> and as of today, this morning when I woke up, one more thing I would like to mention, a new um, email was sent to me about those who already have SBA loans. If you currently have an SBA loan, it will be deferred for up to 12 months automatically. Um, it will apply to disaster and business loans as well as SBA 504 loans. So if you're a business that currently has an SBA loan, know that um, your payments are deferred for up to 12 months. And that's basically um, an overview of the information and I think it answered two of those questions. Um. So, Lauren, if, uh, if I'm a small business and I just really need to kind of navigate through this, what where's a good place for me to go to really educate myself on these things? You will go to disasterloan.gov. Disasterloan.gov. And all yes. this information can be found there? Yes. You can also go to, of course, sba.gov also. Okay. Is there any more to the PowerPoint? That's it. Perfect. Hey, Lorneth. Yes. Hey, while, while you're giving out some information, let's make sure everybody knows how to call you directly. Perfect. If they have just a simple question, they can probably get to you easier than some other, other places. Good point. My phone number is 931-221-1370. That again is 931 
221-1370. Just know that we're currently working remotely. So if you leave me a message, I will respond within 20 minutes. And you can also email me at peters at tsbdc.gov. Perfect. I'm sure there's unfortunately going to be a lot of small businesses over the next few months that are going to be looking for some relief. I actually talked to one this morning. So another question on here is, what types of nonprofits are eligible for any relief grants? Are all of them? Do we all freeze up again? Yes, I'm sorry. You froze up for a minute. Yes. That's all right. That's part. That's hey, this is the new this is the new norm, freezing up, right? Yes. Yes. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said, it, it, what types of nonprofits are eligible? Maybe you can answer that. Maybe Valerie can. Currently, um, Valerie, if you want me to start, if you would like to start. Yeah. Currently, all nonprofits are available. Okay. I mean, all nonprofits can apply. Valerie, what are some of the things you're hearing from the nonprofits right now? Um, a lot of them are just mostly concerned because a lot of them haven't been able to do big fundraisers or what will it look like next year, especially the ones that they're they're not actually able to help right now with um, COVID-19. How will that affect them for next year? Um, mm-hmm. For instance, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, they're doing things over the phone, um, calling um, their littles, and the bigs and littles are meeting via Zoom. Like They're trying to be creative in the ways that they meet with them. However, they're not being able to do matches, and they're concerned about what will that look like for next year? How can we sustain ourselves if we're not out there? And so they've been trying to come up with a lot of different creative ways, especially those that aren't directly doing COVID-19 work. Well, that leads so me into a lot of concerns about what would it look like for their numbers. Well, uh, that leads me into this next question that does have to do with how people want to help. It says, where can volunteers be matched to deliver food or medicine to seniors or people who are self-quarantining? So if someone wants to volunteer right now, how can they help? They can go to our uh, liveunitedclarksville.org website, and under the tab, Get Involved, we have a volunteer um, tab, and they can click on it, and it takes them right to our website, our volunteer website, and they can go through different organizations. And if they're having a hard time navigating that and they want to just call the office, they can they can reach out and call us because we have Urban Ministry Meals that are delivered to our um, elderly, including um, our 50-plus center. <clears throat> good good i think i think that it's it, it, the, the, even though this has been a struggling time for everybody i'm seeing a lot of good like a lot of people are wanting to help a lot of kindness a lot of we're all in this together so anything we can do to help each other get through this i think is yeah. important um can someone yeah. go ahead i'm sorry <clears throat> oh <laughs> Charlie, you got something okay, to say. We're usually, but we're usually across from each other, and we can read each other really well. It's hard when we're not. So, well, that that's okay. What I was going to do, we'll let Valerie finish, and then I'm going to uh, 
get Mr. Watts to comment on something. Okay. Oh, no, I was just going to just piggyback off of what Katie said. But, yeah, people are just reaching out. We did our um, Shower Up event. And, and it wasn't just one nonprofit. It was all, as many that could that day showed up and helped. And then um, community, people who just live in our community came up with supplies and things that we were able to add to the moment. And it was was so good. And um, and our, our, our um, homeless population was so pleased that they were being treated so well and that they were able to get the resources that they needed. It, it was just a good feel moment. So in the midst of our storm, we have sunshine moments. So I'm really excited about that. I agree. All right, Mr. Watts. You know, we, we've got some questions on unemployment. Who, how do you file for unemployment? Will the employer help with unemployment? And I know that's a big part of what you guys do. Absolutely. Uh, and again, thank you for having us on. I'm talking to you from the American Job Center, the Workforce Center here in Clarksville at 523 Madison Street. Uh, to begin, uh, we do have staff on hand at this time from 7 in the morning to 7 in the evening. Uh, we can be reached at 931-905-3551 for unemployment insurance calls and, and questions from employers and uh, individuals. So uh, we are closed, uh, again, because of the, uh, the distances that we want to keep between contacts with uh, customers we can be contacted via that phone, and that's the best way if certain people have certain levels of questions. Let me first discuss some of the concepts of an employer due to COVID laying off employees. And the best way of doing that is for the employer to go onto the Tennessee website, and that is tn.gov backslash workforce. That's tn.gov backslash workforce. When that home screen pops up on the Tennessee website, you'll see a box as an employer that says employers. And it's on the left side of the screen. Please click on that. And you will see another box pop up that says employer mass claims partial Claims, employer mass claims, partial claims. And that's exactly what the employer needs to do if they are going to temporarily lay off or permanently lay off employees due to the COVID uh, virus that has struck them and they are going to lay them off at a specific time for a certain amount of time. If they do not know how long that they would be laid off, uh, they can plug in 16 weeks when they figure this out. <clears throat> when they uh, plug in to or pull that up, they will see a guide to employer mass claims. It is a multi-page document that I'm holding up here uh, that hopefully everyone can see. And it's a multi-page document for the employer to fill out a spreadsheet on all of the employees that they have to lay off due to the COVID virus. That is a, <clears throat> a difficult spreadsheet to fill out, but it is well worth it for the employer and the employee to take the additional time and fill out all of the data points 
on the employee mass claim, partial claim, and then upload that onto that website and send it to the Department of Labor. This will do two things. If the employer fills out all of the data on, let's say, John Watts is an employee and his Social Security number and day that he's being laid off and his phone number and his home address and all the requirements that are set on that spreadsheet, then when John Watts comes up to file for unemployment, he doesn't really have to file because the employer's done that for him on the partial uh, claim, mass claim. The Department of Labor, when John Watts comes up and certifies that he's been laid off and he is trying to receive unemployment insurance, the Department of Labor will not have to call the employer for each of these employees and it's going to save time and effort on both the Department of Labor side and the employer side. So it is well worth it for the employer if they are going to have to lay some people off is go to the mass claim, partial claim, and fill out that whole spreadsheet. If they do not do that and just put in a claim and list, let's say, Charlie Kuhn and John Watts as being laid off, but there's no data included, John and Charlie will have to contact the Department of Labor individually and file for their claim individually which will then cause the Department of Labor to have to call the company and say, did John and Charlie work for you? And what is some of their data and layoff points? It just um, compounds the situation. So then I, I strongly urge the uh, companies that are laying people off to go to the Tennessee.gov backslash workforce website, click on employers, click on mass claims, partial claims, fill out all the individual uh, data points, and then send that into the Department of Labor. So that generally covers <clears throat> what an employer should do. Charlie, am I running out of time? Do what, Can I no, now switch it to individuals? Is that okay? I think this is very valuable uh, yeah. information. It's good. Okay, so now I'll go <clears throat> to... Uh, individuals who are either A, certifying that they're unemployed or in, been laid off because of the COVID virus and or uh, they are going to have to file specifically for themselves because their employer didn't fill out the full uh, partial claim. The first thing that an individual can do is they can do one of two options. One, as an individual filing for unemployment, they can go to the Jobs4TN website, that is the Jobs, the numeral 4TN website, and they can file their claim via the Internet. I strongly encourage everyone to utilize that avenue if they have access to the Internet. If they do not have any access to the Internet at all, they can call one of two 800 numbers. The first number is 1-877-813-0950 or 844-432-0969. Those two phone numbers will connect you to unemployment insurance representatives that are spread out across the entire state. 
I do have to tell everyone, to include employers, because of this COVID virus and the amount of layoffs that Tennessee and this entire country is experiencing, both the phone system and through filing uh, unemployment on the computer system has slowed everything down. I highly again encourage all people to file as best as they can on the internet website of Jobs4TN. We have had some people trying, <clears throat> excuse me, on the phone, and they are on hold so long that some of their minutes uh, have been used up uh, to a point where they have to then go get a new subscription uh, for that. So when you go to Jobs4TN as an individual, and I have to file for unemployment insurance, there's a couple of things that I want you to make sure that you try to do. Number one, when you start this, they're gonna be asking you for certain specific individual things that relate to you and you only. One is your social security number, so you need to have that. Two is your driver's license number or state identification card number, and so you need to have that. You're going to need to give your complete mailing address, your current phone number, emails, and names of employers over the last 18 months, as well as banking information. So let me go through that just a quick second. <clears throat> the Department of Labor wants to make sure that if they're cutting me an unemployment check, that I'm exactly who I am supposed to be. So you have to have an email address. You can create that email address first <clears throat> by going on Yahoo or any of the other websites uh, if you do not have one. So you will need to create that probably prior to you going. But you will also be able to, once you're in the system, there will be some prompts for you to create, uh, create an email address. You will need the names and addresses of employers over the past 18 months. So if you've had two or three different jobs, you can't just say, well, I work for Chick-fil-A or a company, the ABC company. You need their address as well. So you'll need to gather that information before you start. You will get paid nowadays by two ways. One would be a debit card that they would send you, a credit-type card, debit card, where your funding for unemployment would be loaded to. But when you use a tip of debit card, sometimes you can swipe certain things and you're going to get some charges to that. And when you're unemployed and you have limited income, that 50 cents charge is a big 50 cents. I recommend that everyone gets <clears throat> and have a direct deposit to their checking account. Therefore, when you file unemployment insurance, you have to have your banking information there too as you're going through the screens or you're answering the questions over the phone, they're gonna to wanna to know what that number is. You can't just say, hold on a minute, I'll get back to you. So you need to have, again, your checking account and banking information as well. And of course, your social security number. <clears throat> so you need to have all of that ready to go once you get to the setup. So again, go to jobs for tn On the right side, it's gonna say create a username and password. So you create a specific username, a specific password, write that password down, don't ever lose that password, and then begin to answer the questions as you go down through the system 
and you will ask you for your social security number and et cetera. And that's how you will file for unemployment insurance. If you don't, you'll have to call those numbers. But again, the best thing to do is to go for the Jobs for TN website. At this time, I think I've answered some of the questions, and um, I'll switch it back to you all or Charlie and see if you have anything more specific that we can help you with. Well, John, I, I appreciate that info. And, you know, I've, I've been seeing in the news, um, there are actually some people hiring some of your grocery stores and some, some places like that. So I guess to all three of you guys, how can, how can somebody who's unemployed or being furloughed, how can they find out where there are some opportunities? Because people do want to get out and work some kind of way. I think that's an excellent point. As a matter of fact, uh, watching the national news this morning, Walmart uh, was saying that they had to hire uh, some additional thousands of folks. On the Jobs for TN website, there is a Tennessee Talent Exchange. And again, hopefully you can see this. It's the Tennessee Talent Exchange. It's on the same page as you would be for filling out your Jobs for TN unemployment insurance and you can drop down on that and list your name, your address, answer a few questions, whether you want to work days or nights. And that ties into exactly what you had just said, Charlie, the grocery stores, the, the um, Amazons, the Walmarts uh, who need to hire people right now. You can set up and say, hey, I'm available in Montgomery County, Clarksville. I'm available to work uh, day shift, night shift. And when you put that in, that you're unemployed, and then you can put in anything specific. Uh, let's say you're into bar, you've uh, done a lot of barcoding, warehousing, uh, stocking, uh, picking, packing, whatever your skill sets were. That goes directly to a Kroger, to a Walmart, to uh, 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 Amazon. They would look at you as you're uh, saying you're available for, for that specific county. They will then you have to have an email address, and they would then set up an email for you and say, hey, come down to Walmart, come down to this location and apply for a job. So, yes, there are people hiring. There is hope with COVID of continue uh, making a, a decent living uh, across the board instead of just filing for the unemployment insurance. Awesome. Well, thanks, John. Thank you all for this. I've learned a lot today. It's very valuable information. I think that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of uncertainty out there and a lot of people don't know where to start. And I think the three of you are a perfect place for them to start to figure out some of those things. I want to say one other thing. Uh, uh, many people have heard that Congress and Senate have passed uh, certain acts uh, to assist people who are losing uh, their jobs either temporarily or permanently for the COVID virus and that additional monies could be coming down uh, to assist those individuals on top of the normal everyday unemployment insurance. That has not uh, been set up yet uh, across the board through the federal government to the State Department of Labor and State of Tennessee Department or Department of Treasury to see how these funds will come down. As soon as that does happen, however, uh, emails will be sent out and we can probably do some more podcasts similar to this to 
get the word out to everyone of how this funding uh, would be affecting uh, positively both business industry and employers. But it has not been linked yet to the employment insurance system and or through U.S. Treasury or the IRS uh, across the board. Those decisions haven't been finalized yet. Well, we know that things are changing quickly. Just like this morning, Lorneth got information. I would, and I'm speaking for Charlie here, so I hope he's okay with it. I would love the opportunity as we get through this and new information comes available that we can keep people updated on these things because I think this is top of mind for employers and employees right now. I can't. I'd be willing to, or our staff will, no problem. Yeah, great. Charlie, have anything, any words of wisdom to leave us with? Well, I don't have, I probably don't have words of wisdom, but I want to invite um, experts. They're, they're experts in what they do, right. and they know other people that can fill the gap somewhere that they may not uh, be able to. So <laughs> it's not just these three people. The chamber has many members that can fill the gaps in between what we're talking about. So I would just encourage people to reach out and ask for the information uh, and they'll be able to find it. Absolutely. And Katie, may I have an update? Today, and I think it's important that we thank the Clarksville Chamber of Commerce for putting all this together. They saw a need for it and uh, they heard it and they brought us all together to get this information out. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single conversation.